Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to They Talk A Good Game, your favourite rugby league podcast by the fans, for the fans, featuring the fans. I'm Lockie. I'm joined by Harvey. Hello. Welcome. And today is a very special episode, a very, you know, we're taking off our sort of uh, goofy hats on this podcast and it's really quite, quite special to, to reflect on the career of the great man that is Benji Marshall. Um, joining us to help reflect on his career today is Josh Barnett from Westlife Podcast. Josh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, boys. Um, yeah, you see, you're getting rid of goofiness. Does that mean you want professionalism? Because you might have uh, picked the wrong person. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm not sure if we're going to be aiming for professional, but um, okay, good, good enough. Yeah, we will see yeah. where it takes us. No, look, I mean, when I when we say serious and professional, that's just only like one level above a regular person's goofy. So you know, the okay. jokes okay. can fly. Um, let's. Yeah, let's let it all out. But really, what's Sweet. most important is, yeah, that you know Benji Marshall uh, has has officially retired. We, you know, some some of us maybe thought that he might have done it a couple of years ago when he was still wearing the black and orange. He's instead he's gone a year at Rabbitohs. He's made a grand final with them. But uh, Josh, as you were saying before the podcast, uh, you're very happy to say that he only won a premiership with one club in the end. Look, I know a lot of West Tigers fans were on that Benji. They wanted Benji to win. And I love Benji, the guy. And, but as much as I love him, it didn't cancel out my lifelong hatred of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to all the South Sydney fans. Like, I know, uh, yeah, a lot of them probably hate us. I don't, I don't know if they do. But I don't know if we're so much of a hateable team. We're, I think we're not good enough to be hated yeah, at the moment. It's more sympathy than hate. Yeah, I think we're just a meme at this point. But um, mm. yeah, I, I just didn't want the Rabbitohs to win it because I just didn't want another tick on their premiership tally. I mean, Penrith, I have a soft spot for Penrith and the Cleary thing as well. Like it, I, I get the Cleary and I can't stand Ivan Cleary and the mess that he's left at our club, but I was more looking at in terms of the franchises and not the people within it. Now, the Panthers have always been um, like a soft spot of mine. Obviously, your mum and my, my parents grew up mm. not out, out west, so they're, um, and I have a lot of family in the Blue Mountains and around the Penrith area, a lot of friends. My stepdad goes to the Panthers, so I was more thinking on – those lines or the team I like more rather than the people within it. And also I think Penrith deserved to win it. They've built built the club with juniors. They did it the right way rather than just um yeah, just kind of going out and I mean South City a little bit, but mm. I, I think Panthers just they deserve to win it. And I like yeah, I've always had a soft spot for Panthers. So I just kind of looked away when Ivan Cleary went on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I was I was torn. Um, I was torn because 
I think I ended up I ended up falling on deciding to support the Rabbitohs in that grand final just because mm. I, you know part of me did want to see Benji get like that fairy tale ending even if it couldn't be in a Tigers jersey. There's just so much respect for what he's done for our club and the game in general that I was yeah I and and I ended up having the Ivan Cleary thing outweigh the the other side of it and I don't have a particular hatred for the Rabbitohs but. Um, there's there's a few other teams that are I think a bit higher than them on my on my hatred list yeah. at, at this point. Parramatta's Par- probably one. Of, they're probably <laughs> overtaken, become number one. Yeah, than well, me mate, now. Harvey's, Harvey's and a Manly fan, so the one thing we connect on on this show oh. is a hatred of Parramatta. Agree, one hundred percent. Manly, I grew up growing up in the nineties. You had to hate them because they were <laughs> so good, and mm. they were even really good like in the 2010s, but I don't know. I like the Turbos. There's a lot of origin players. I like the Turbos. There's a lot of likable guys in Manly. And the thing is, Manly fans don't travel anyway. It's all about the fan interaction. You you Manly fans don't cross the spit bridge. So <laughs> no, we ca- if, you, if you win one, we're not going to hear about it. If South, no matter where in Sydney you are, if South win a grand final, you're going to see, like, you're just gonna, not going to be able to, like, Forget about it. There's yeah, going to be flags be and colours because they're, they're everywhere. They're just there's such a big fan base. Um, yeah. yeah. So Manly, I, I don't hate Manly like I used to. I know a lot of old generations before me had that hatred for them, and yeah. I remember watching the ninety like ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven Grand Finals and going for Bulldogs Dragons nights in those. But um, now I've got no beef with Manly now. Yeah. Parramatta, yeah. Parramatta fans are the worst. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I, I sorry for your listeners of Parrot fans, but no, yeah. just, look, we, we bag him out enough on this, yeah. on, this, on, this, yeah. on this show, so it's all right. Well, if, any, if, if there any... were any left, they've, they've they're gone now. <laughs> yeah, good. That's yeah, that's the final blow. Going to win somewhere else. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, with that grand final, I was probably cheering for the Rabbitohs, partly because they were trailing for most of the game, so I always wanted it to keep going um, in that seesaw battle. But I thought what was so special about the storyline with Benji this year is he wasn't just brought in to be cover for the first team and to provide some leadership, which he did anyway, but he earned that 14 jersey and played reliably every week and providing valuable minutes through the middle or wherever called upon. Even in that grand final, he was brought on and trusted to play in the centres when Gagai went off for his um, HIA and they easily could have moved someone that's probably a bit more mobile or um, someone like Sua, I think, has played in the centres a bit. But no, Benji was the guy that Bennett trusted and he's proven that all year. And I just wonder whether the question could be asked if he could go around one more time because I think he still provides mm. value. Would, would, Josh, would you take him back at the Tigers for 2022 as a, as a 14 off the bench? No, no, I wouldn't. And I wouldn't have this year. And the difference is like a pretty plain and simple. The South Sydney Rabbitohs are a way better squad than ours. And he didn't have, like you said, he, he could come off the bench. He didn't have to do that much. If he had stayed with us, he would have just had like too big a role. He would have been in front of um, mm. Jock Madden getting a go. Jock Madden might not have had his debuts this year. We've already, yeah, got a few. We've got Jackson Hastings coming in. I understand why we were looking to the future. There was also um, a big rift with Madge is the reason why it was untenable. Yeah, why why he left. Um. Yeah, I, I think him within a good team. It worked with uh, the Broncos a little bit as well when the Broncos were half decent. And Wayne, yeah, yeah Wayne did use him 
very well. But man, there's there's a lot of players you could throw into that Souths team that um, that will look good. But the Tigers just need they need youth. They need like they need that leadership from Benji, and they missed that this year. But I wanted to see them grow this year, and in hindsight, they went backwards. But I wanted to see them build for the future. But I didn't begrudge Benji. I wish it was another team. If he had gone to Parra, it would have been worse. But it, yeah. the fact that it was South hurt me a little bit because sure. I was like when he was at the Dragons, I was happy, like happy yeah. for him. He was did really well. Had a really his best his best season not at the Tigers was at the Dragons. Like he, he had a really really good season at the Dragons one year and was daily M third or something one year. Mm. But um, yeah, to, to answer your point, I think you go around again in a good team, but not in the Tigers. We sure. We we need like yeah we need to bring in some serious talent and yeah start building for the future. Whereas South, they're contenders. They they only they lost a grand final by two points, so they're a good team. They're way better than us. I'll admit it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess looking back at him as a young player, obviously coming through your ranks, where do you think he stands as a talent as a youngster? Obviously, he broke into your side at a pretty young age. Um, what do you think he compares to the likes of Walker and Walsh that we've seen break into first teams this year? Do you think he's on par with them? Do you think he's better than them? Or do you think they're going to sort of surpass the performance in, throughout his career that he's had? Uh, I, th- I don't think it's quite the level. Benji Marshall transformed a franchise that was going nowhere into a, a premiership team. Like, not just him, Robbie Farris could do. Get a bit with Scott Prince, Brett Hodgson, like it was sure, yeah. Um, a big team effort, but man, his um, rise from between 2003, 2004, and 2005, I guess maybe Reese Walsh's was a lot quicker, yeah. But man, he's not he's not Benji Marshall 2005 yet, not even close. He's a great great player, but <laughs> I mean. Throw a flick pass in a grand, grand, win a team a grand final. Like yeah, when you, I, how old was he? Twenty or something. Like it's he he revolutionised the game too. Like the the game changed because of him. Like kids, um, I don't I don't know if you could find a player in the modern era that like inspired so many things in terms of attacking play. And sure. yeah. yeah, I I'd agree. Yeah, um, it's just. The tie it changed the franchise. I'd, I'd without Benji Marshall, I'd hate to think where the West Tigers would mm, be right mm, now. Hundred percent. It's yeah. It's he kind of just was able to lift the the organization as a whole through on field mm. performance alone. Um, which you know when a team's going well on the field, often some things and you know are, are ignored. Whereas if a team's going bad, you start looking at the coaches, or you start looking at the head office. So he definitely yeah brought brought the organization as a whole into this light as as a really exciting team and a really exciting organization do do you think i mean it sounds like you do i'm on the boat that he is do you think he's the greatest west tiger of all time so far um yeah i think most people are going to say it's pretty clear cut i think robbie farrow has to be in the conversation with him i think Mm. people will underestimate maybe because it's not quite the flashiness he's not, not might not have the, the highlights um packages that benji 
has, but Roy Farah did a lot for the team as well. He was the second best halfback, in my opinion, behind Cameron Smith, who's probably the greatest hooker of all time. So um, mm. I think you can argue for either one of them. Um, yeah. In, mm. I, I, put them, I put them both together. And I would say if you ask them both, they'd probably say each other. Like they yeah, yeah they probably they probably wouldn't like not that not that many players had the ego really to to do that. Um yeah, I, I'm I'm not willing to say and I love Robbie Farrow too. Like I think Robbie Farrow is one of my favorite players ever as well. Yeah. Is it is it cheating by saying they're A and B? Like they're No, no, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll allow I think it. I think we'll... I think Robbie's with him. Yeah, well, I, well in, in the conversation of New Zealand players as a whole, you know, there's obviously the talk of Stacey mm. Jones, Sonny Bill Williams, Ruben Wiki. Um, but yeah, in terms of inspiring New Zealand New Zealanders to play and watch rugby mm. league, is he is he the greatest ever in that in that realm? It's probably better to ask a Kiwi, but <laughs> from this side of the ditch, you'd have to say yes. Like he won led them to a World Cup win that they weren't expected to win. The Kiwis were basically pretty similar to what the opposite is in rugby union, where the All Blacks are just the dominant force and the Wallabies are like just never expected to beat them. Yeah. Like it's kind of reversed in rugby league yeah. to rugby union. And he kind of changed that. New Zealand were kind of catching it. So they give the kangaroos. And I liked it as much as... I'm a patriotic Australian. It's cool seeing some of the other teams, except for England. Don't want England to ever win. But, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but New Zealand, Tonga, like seeing other teams, who, who knows? It might have translated into the Pacific Islands beyond New Zealand. Yeah, definitely. As well. players, players like, like Jerome Luai, especially, sort of talk yeah. about growing up supporting the Tigers because literally just because of I didn't Andrew know that. Mark. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on the fan on Fox League that Jerome Luai was saying that his most precious item as a kid was his West Tigers towel and like a beach wow. towel and he'd like use it for showers and everything. And, um, and he said that it was fully just because of Benji Marshall and he fully like yeah. based his, based his whole game off of Benji Marshall. So, and now, and he's just won a premiership. So, you know, in a, in a similar sort of, in a similar sort of halves combination as Benji and Prince had in 05. So it, mm. it not only, you know, translates to just inspiring players, but it translates to, literal premiership winning teams you know (laughs) yeah hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Yeah. I think what sets Benji apart, as we've touched on, from those other great Tigers like Farah and those New Zealanders who obviously were class players in themselves is that cultural influence that he had and just making things popular. You know, the highlights reel speaks for itself, but off the pitch as well, he's just as nice a bloke and he leads by example in everything he does. Um, and I think over in New Zealand as well, making rugby league popular to watch and popular to follow um, because they had a out and out star of the game as one of their own. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, that makes his sort of influence and sort of legendary status, if you will, all the more greater than some of the players he played with or that he's in the conversation with as being the greatest of all time for whatever category you're looking at. That yeah. just sets him apart. Mm-hmm. Um, when he went to, we left the Tigers in, at the end of 2013 to go and play rugby union. And the plan was, I imagine at the time to stay there for a long period. I wonder if we'd, you know, what, what the conversation around Benji Marshall's NRL career would be if he'd stayed in union, like what, what his career was already very impressive with the Tigers. He'd, he'd led them to all of their finals appearances at that point. And and sadly it's still the case. Um, (laughs) But um, and yeah, it's just interesting to, to kind of look at how, how you know the union thing didn't really work out but then he was able to come back play with multiple clubs um like you know play with a lot of younger halves and then come back to the tigers which was like at at the time i mean how was it for you seeing him come back in 2018 when he did yeah well i was at the uh pre-season launch i said to him this is it's pretty sad for when was I thirty that year? I said to him, I said, Benj, I cried when you left, and I cried when you came back." And he's laughed and slapped me on the back, and that was pretty. The kid and me enjoyed enjoyed that little moment Mm-mm. with him. Um, did yeah, you the cry, vibe. Did you cry when he left again in at the end of last year? Uh, not not more, so much yeah. because because of the the reasoning behind it and hearing like mm. the fallout inside the club that went on that led to him falling out part of him was like mm, maybe it's best to uh best to move on and admittedly in 2013 i was kind of thinking the same thing maybe it is best for him to get a fresh start for us to move on because his form and he he admitted that um not long ago that he found that rugby union kind of woke him up a little bit that he was just kind of yeah trying the same thing sort of but not really yeah, but I think he was so good that he just stopped trying to get much better, sort of thing. And I think he's, mm. as his body got older, he had to learn to change his game. And he was also um, he was also earning probably more than he he like that. Like as his last period at the Tigers, he was probably earning the most that he's earned in his whole career. Because um, he sort of came back to the NRL, he w- wouldn't have been. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying that he was playing just for money or whatever, but it definitely would, ha- I think, have an impact on on players. Like the fact that he ended up, when he came back to the Tigers, he was on a pretty much minimum contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I feel like he he gave, he, he didn't let that stop him from, from giving everything he could um, to mm-hmm. help out the team at the time. Yeah. Well, he was obviously well past his prime. Well past his prime. Your value goes down. Um, mm. But yeah, it was it was cool getting him back um, for another run. It would have been nice for him to retire, um, yeah, and not another messy breakup. But um, yeah, it's still 
yeah, still forever love love him. I wonder where he'll go now uh, post career. He's done a bit of media stuff with Fox League. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's done a lot of he spent a lot of time working with young young rookies in in the teams that he's played for. So I wonder if coaching is a potential avenue that he would look to explore if potentially maybe his next homecoming at the Tigers is in some kind of coaching role, probably in a post-match era if that was to happen. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> um, got to happen first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, you know, coaches don't stick around forever no matter how well they do unless you're Craig Bellamy or uh, well, actually not even if you're Wayne Bennett. Um, Trent Robinson, yeah. Trent Robinson, yeah. Uh, I was going to say Des, but he also sort of went and explored when the dogs back. for a yeah. bit, yeah, but he's home now. He's, he's home. home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, where where do, where do you think you see him going? Do you think he'll get settled in the media, or do you think he'll he want to stay involved in the actual, you know, playing aspect of the game through coaching? Yeah, I think uh, you, you mentioned money. I think he'll earn more money in TV than he will probably his last couple of playing contracts. Like I don't think he's on a lot of money there now that he can go hard. There, I think he might um, just ease up a little bit and just enjoy being a dad to his kids as well. His wife's pretty um, pretty successful. Zoe's got a big following and she's on the radio and got massive podcasts and stuff. Mm. Herself, I don't know, maybe he'll become a bit of a, um, yeah, maybe she can become the breadwinner and he, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. he can just be a dad for a bit. I reckon that's mm. what he'll do for a while and just do a bit of TV here and there. He's, um, he's probably saved a lot of money. I don't know. I think I think you'll do a bit of coaching. I don't think you'll sign with the team. I think you'll do be a halves coach here and there, kind of like Cooper Cronk is mm. doing, sort of thing. He's definitely he'll definitely share his knowledge on, um, in one capacity. But yeah. um, I don't know. I think he might chill. For, yeah. cool. I think he's got the luxury of choice. You know, he'll have offers coming yeah. in from all different angles. I definitely think he'll stay in front of the camera for a little bit, even if it's not a full-time gig or anything, and he'll be involved in football somehow or another, you know, whether that's gr- at the grassroots level or just some halves mentoring or something like that for a club here and there. I, yeah. I think he'll do a bit of everything until he yeah. can sort of work out because it's a big transition, obviously, for a player training full-time to then figuring out what they want yeah. to do in retirement or retirement from their playing days. Yeah. So he'll be, yeah, very he lucky might, to have lots might of... release a tell-all memoir. Might go. Yeah, I was, I was seeing rec- that. Might write a book on the record. Oh, it'd be a popular book. He's got. He's had mm. a lot of, um, I guess, uh, dramas. I guess surrounding him in his career at different at different points when he went from from club to club, and then the rugby union thing, and obviously the 05 premiership would have to be, you know, about ten chapters one, two, all in three, itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be huge. Um, guys, just sort of as we as we start to finish up, reflecting on Benji's career. Do we have a favorite a favorite moment each of Benji's career? Is there one off the top of, of your head you're thinking? There's obviously I'm trying I'm trying to think of one that's a bit less Yeah. Less, I'll, I'll kick like, us off because I haven't got a, the as clear a memory of his career as you diehard Tigers fans do. So I'm not going to pick an individual moment, but the way that he's transitioned throughout his career from that flamboyant attacker to that Mr. Reliable Mr. Reliable, Mr. Fix It for the Rabbitohs. Uh, developing his sort of game management skills and everything along with it. He's just had the longevity that very few players have had in the game and to, you know, come in as such an exciting young prospect and then to finish on a grand final, I'm going to say his whole career is a highlight for NRL fans. 
Um, and then I'll leave it to you guys to paint the picture in a bit more detail. Um, all right. Well, I'll go next. I'll let I'll, yeah, let, our, I'll let our guest uh, finish finish with uh, <laughs> with his moment. Um, very simple. Uh, when he planted planted a big old smooch on Scott Prince's cheek in Tigers <laughs> in a Tigers v Roosters game in two thousand and five, I was there with my brother, who's a staunch Roosters fan. And uh, the Roosters, up until that year, had always beaten the Tigers whenever they played them. And so we went to the game because we always went to Roosters v Tigers games and I was just expecting another Roosters win. The Tigers ran all over them. And uh, I guess I just, it was, uh, it was a moment that showed the, the just brotherhood in that team, the larrikin side of the team. It's, a, it's, it's kind of similar vibe to Penrith this year, that sort of young, exciting, no rules footy team that just will throw the ball around and, and have loads of fun on and off the field. Um, and so, yeah, it was something I hadn't seen on a footy field before. A, a, a you know, a player just uh, kissing another player. Um, and I was, I was all about it. I was stoked with it. I was like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, 2005, it was, um, yeah, it was definitely not seen before back then. Um, and we beat the Bulldogs the next week. I was at that game too. I got my license in 2005. So um, I got my license the week that we played against Souths at Leichhardt and there was 23,000 people oh, was it that game there. And somehow I got a parking spot like right outside of the stadium. Wow. Um, yeah, so I literally got my car and my license that that week. And I think that was about around four or five. It was like kind of a third of the way into the season. Um, but yeah, we beat the Bulldogs a week after. So the two grand final teams, I said at the Scando, um, I was talking to, I had John Scandalis on the show the other week and he was talking about that, that roost, uh, Roosters game came up as well. Sorry, the Bulldogs game came up that he, mm. it was kind of one of those moments that they kind of knew how good they were. Um, but what, what I said to him um, was the game that sticks out for me the most when I actually thought we could go all the way was when we beat the Cronulla Sharks in Cronulla. And he did that step, step, yeah. step um, that down the sideline. Yeah. No look pass to Pat Richards and Pat Richards threw it to Fitzhenry. And Fitzhenry scored. It was like a group of us um, West Tigers fans in that corner where he scored. And like it, it was just like they just tore the Sharks. And the Sharks were pretty good back then in their home ground. And they just like, they just looked unstoppable. Like this, the attack, the, like you said, the way they threw the ball around, the energy they had around Benji Marshall. Like he did that try as well. He had another one where he basically was falling to the flick pass out to Pat Richards for his try. Like with it, like mm-hmm. it was nothing. And people don't talk about that as much because the steps, the step jink, step jink, no look pass. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just remember driving home from that game back up the Central Coast, just listening to the radio, just people saying, like, how good the team was. And it was selfish because, like, I my entire life, so I was born in 88, 89. So I don't remember the Tigers ever being good before that point. I went through my whole school. I did my HSC that year too. So I went through my whole schooling life. My team, I had a lot of friends that growing up the Central Coast, a lot of Manly fans up there, uh, a lot of Knights fans, a lot of people, Roosters, like all these good teams. I never had it. My team never made the playoffs. And they still don't um, <laughs> now. But like, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, is it selfish to think we can actually win the comp? I've never seen us play a semi-final. All of a sudden, I've got premiership dreams in my head. And sure enough, they did it. It was just yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thinking back, it was just pretty unbelievable. I mean, even that, that step you mentioned alone against Cronulla that still is, you know, makes highlight reels. I still haven't seen a player do anything as ridiculous as like that with, with the ball in hand, like just in terms of beating a defense, just literally by going around them um, since that moment. And it, yeah, I still haven't yeah. seen anything as impressive. Uh, well, guys, um, I mean, Josh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast and everyone for sure, especially if you're a West Tigers fan. But even if you're not, go listen to Westlife podcast. Um, that's, yeah, that's that's Josh's podcast, all about everything West Tigers. And as as you heard, he's got high-profile guests, had Scando on a few weeks ago. Um, Harvey, you've been phenomenal as always. Cheers, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Josh. It's lovely to hear your insights. Um, and, yeah, reflect on the great man that is Benji Marshall. <laughs> Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, it was uh, it was great fun, and um, it was nice to talk West Tigers in a positive light. It was wasn't um, it? after yeah. a pretty disappointing season to reminisce on the good times, and they'll come back. They'll come back. Absolutely. Hopefully. Excellent. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Thanks, guys. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.